Welcome to Come Talk With Me. I'm Maxetta Gad, and I believe we all have a story. I also believe we can learn from each other. Sometimes we learn what to do, and sometimes we learn what not to do. My hope is we will learn we are not alone in whatever chapter of our story we are in. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Um, For those listening on the podcast, I'm doing both a Zoom call, so that will be on the YouTube channel, and we will load this on the podcast as well. And I have a pretty special guest with me today. Her name is Lisa Miller. Lisa is famous here in Webster County. I'll tell you that. She's a lifetime resident of Webster County. She is well known throughout the county, especially if your child was a student at Webster County High School. (laughs) And possibly Glade. Um, she is now in a different position professionally, but she's left her mark on many, many children throughout the county, my three being three of them and my nephews. Uh, Lisa married her high school sweetheart, Tim Miller, and they have two children that are now adults. And in 1999, Lisa's life changed quickly and unexpectedly, and she has graciously agreed today to share her story with us about that change and how she has navigated life since that occurred. So hello, Lisa. Hello, Maxetta. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you. I was telling Lisa um, when we got started that she was in high demand. When I posted on Facebook, who in Webster County do you want to hear from? Lisa Miller was, that, that name was in my inbox more than one time, that's for sure. So um. So any of you that know Lisa know that her heart is for children. I mean, you've worked with kids as long as I've known you. I mean, in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Secretary to coach to 4-H leader to. (laughs) Teacher. Yes. All the above. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we're going to have Lisa share with us today. Um, Her husband, Tim, has did pass away in 1999, and she's going to share with us what that was like. 86. I'm sorry. We got married okay. in 86. Yeah. Uh, Sierra born in 87. So that's why yeah. I get the years confused. So we we're only married actually 13 years, Yes, but we were together yeah. for 20 years. Really? Yeah. You grew up together, didn't you? I mean, we did. I actually um, went, was in Rochester, New York, and I didn't start uh, back here in school until fourth grade. Oh. So, and in sweet on him in sixth grade. Yeah. And then we started officially yeah. dating and so yeah so basically all the time that I was here pretty much yeah that's amazing that's amazing anything you want to add to the introduction that you want people to know about you before we dig into everything no okay no okay good deal so in 1999 uh, you and Tim go camping is that correct at a local campground semi-local yeah, 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 we were at Cranberry. At Cranberry, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, um, we had decided that we wanted to go tent camping, mm-hmm. and um, we put up the tents uh, during the day, mm-hmm. and um, Timmy actually had Little League football practice that evening, mm-hmm. so we had went to Little League practice, and Tim was actually coaching. It was his first year of coaching well, for the kids. Yeah. And it just had went back to camp that evening. So we'd yeah. actually only stayed there whenever he passed. 
shoot. Was it just your little family camping there? I mean, did you have friends up there with you or anything? No, it was, it was just us. We had camped several times. We'd go to Summersville Lake and different mm -hmm. places um, to camp and mm -hmm. people would come and visit, but no, because we had come up so late that evening because of um, the, the practice. Yeah. So the next, and he actually passed away the next morning. So we were actually only there for the one night. Yeah. Had he been sick or had any symptoms of any heart problems, anything of that nature? Not that I knew of mm -hmm. how after his passing, some of um, his coworkers had come to me and said that he had complained a few mm -hmm. times at work with his chest bothering him, mm -hmm. um, but just assumed it was, you know, stress or fatigue, nothing, nothing too serious. Right. So not that he knew of, he had no idea. No. Okay. So that night you guys are in your tent, you go to sleep as normal thinking you're going to get up the next morning, have a big breakfast over the campfire. And then he has a massive heart attack. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Or what, uh, what actually happened? Uh, we had a bear in the camp <laughs> all oh, night. Is that um, right? I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. There'd been a bear around the camp all night. So basically he was up most of the night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. While the sleeping and Timmy, uh, little Timmy had got cold. So mm. he got up there morning and he had started the vehicle and had actually put Timmy in the car to keep to get him warm mm -hmm. uh, and then I heard something outside the tent and I thought it was the bear actually that was back and I did not wake up when Timmy did so anyways they had got up and got outside and he was outside and had taken him to the restroom and um, I heard something mm -hmm. and it was actually him outside the tent and he was he was actually um Gas, gasping for air he was he was having a heart attack then and, and that's actually what woke me I thought it was the bear yeah yeah and there isn't cell phone service where you were camping no there isn't a groundsman any any way to call anyone so you had to transport him with the children right to the hospital or no actually okay, okay. I started hollering and okay. yelling for him. Yeah. Um, there were several people that came over to the okay. campsite. They were camping and none of them were local. None, none of the people yeah. there were local. Um, there were actually four different families hmm. that kind of came to the rescue. Yeah. And um, while they were doing that, I left the kids. And yeah. because I have a bag phone at the time in my car to go get help. Yeah. So I went to call um for help to get an ambulance there and um unfortunately had to go quite a distance in order yes. to get it i had almost to the tower mm -hmm. and unfortunately it disconnected on me and i had to call back oh my gosh phone called twice yeah. and what's crazy about it is one time it rang into uh, nicholas county and the other time it rang into webster county hmm. so out that I ended up having multiple ambulances there from one from each county just simply because I had to repeat everything that I had told them yeah. initially yeah yeah mm. so gosh but unfortunately he, he passed away although they couldn't pronounce him there yeah. he actually passed right it was it was immediate yeah you know I don't know if I've ever told you this maybe I had just graduated from college in 1999 and I was working as a social worker at Richwood Hospital and the nursing home at the time. I was going back and forth. And I was in the ER when they got the call. 
I was socializing with people, you know, um, and, and they gave the description and I believe the last name Miller and just some, I was like, oh, oh gosh. And I knew that you all were going camping because you and my sister are friends. And uh, I went over to the nursing home and told the social worker there, her name's Belinda. And I said, I don't know, but I think someone that I know is coming into the ER and it's not good. It's, it's not good. And I don't want to be over there. And um, then shortly after that, you know, word traveled that it, it was him. And I did not know Tim personally, though. I, I knew you, but I didn't know him, you know, personally. I wish that I could have, but I, people say we see a lot of him in Sierra and Timmy. You do. Uh, yeah. 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 Sierra definitely got his, his red hair. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Timmy actually got his personality. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're both very witty and Tim mm -hmm. was as well. Yeah. But, um, and I think Tim, if Tim, Timmy actually mm -hmm. had red hair, I think he looks like his dad. Do, do you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's neat. So, so from there, there you are at this hospital now your husband has passed what what do you do at that moment I mean in my mind I'm thinking fall apart or do you call someone to get the kids I mean do you remember even or is it a blur no actually I mean I, I do remember what what I actually hated um in addition to of course naturally you know him yeah. being um on the ground mm -hmm. uh was the kids actually leaving my kids with total strangers I mean that was just kind of like what are you thinking? You know what I'm saying? But you don't think in you the moment. You don't think at the time. That's right. Yeah. Right. Nobody there had cell phones. I mean, because right. they were relevant at that time. Yes. Uh, especially for the area. So, but like I said, it was a bag phone at that time anyways. Mm -hmm. But uh, they actually go ahead and take him in the ambulance. And oh, I, it's going. Yeah, so right. I didn't because I kind of already knew um, when I got back to the camp, mm -hmm. um, you know, he had already passed. Um, I got in the tent with the kids and again, some strangers and I have their names at home. I bring those with me. I, That's okay. You know, feel that they wanted to, to maybe be remembered in that sense of the word, <laughs> but, you know, just started loving and hugging on the kids and, you know, thanking everybody for, for what they had done. And I waited until the ambulance actually took their dad. Oh. And, um, uh, then I got the kids in the car and then I got self-service and I started making a few calls. Um, one of my dear friends, Amy Bragg actually gets for me. And uh, I'd actually um, had called uh, Sharon Ray as well. Mm -hmm. And um, listen, I need you to take the kids, um, you know, for me, you know, something's happened with Tim, da, 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 da. But by the time I got to her house, she had made arrangements for, Amy to keep the kids and so that she could go with me because I was in no shape to yeah. drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Timmy's and and I again this is another one of those kind of regrets. Mm -hmm. Um first words to me was, Mom, what what are we gonna do if dad's not working? What are we gonna do for money? Yeah. And I said, you know, so you you think you're teaching your kids a really valuable lesson in preaching about money and that you need it and, and so on and so forth. But then it comes back to haunt you a little bit in the fact of, yeah, is that what's really important in life? Right. Right. But that you was a, like, I mean, I can remember myself saying it, daddy's got to go to work. You know, he has to, we have to pay for this or, you know, we want to go on vacation. So he's going to work. I mean, I think every, every mom has said that, you know, that's a right. good point that you made. I, wow. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 
And also, um, Timmy had, um, he used to have, him and Sierra both um, had nightmares, of course. Kids, sure. you know, had. But um, he would wake up and he would say, Mommy, he said, I don't want anything to happen to you and Daddy. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, sis, you know, Bob, nothing's going to happen to us. You know, no Sierra, nothing's going to happen to us. And that was also a fib. And he reminded me of that after the fact as well. Oh, this he was said, before it happened. He had nightmares. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And and he said, you know, you know, mom, you said nothing was going to happen. And now it did. So there you are again. Be careful what you tell your kids. You know what I'm saying? Because they do remember that. And it bothers them. Um, you yeah. know, it, it bothers them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been a hard thing for Timmy. You know, he struggled with that. He struggled with that early on. He struggled with the fact that his, um, him and his dad had got into an argument on the football field that evening because Timmy, little Timmy, decided he knew more than his dad. Mm-hmm. So he didn't fuss all the way to camp that evening. And so that's another one of those kind of daunting situations that, you know, are back there is, you know, the, the last conversations that we truly had as a family weren't necessarily a good one because he was scolding Timmy for running his mouth <laughs> yeah yeah so, how yeah, old so were the kids when they when it occurred is they actually didn't know that yeah. so which, okay so you get back home you've notified his family as well he should have taken me that huh. tim was better parent and and by that i mean tim spent more quality time with mm-hmm. the kids than i he was the one that would go out in the yard and he's the one that would play ball with them and teach them to ride the bicycle while I was inside cooking, cleaning, thinking that the important things in life. Yes. Another rude awakening. You know, they're not. They're not. And say that. No, that's true. That's right. And the first of everything that came through his birthday. Well, my birthday um, was a little over a week after he passed hmm. and he had bought me a new desk chair and had had it at his parents' house. So, you know, I get that and I fall apart, you know, mm-hmm. and start crying. Uh, he had his garden um, that he was growing. And so then I had to tend to that and his mom and dad helped me, you know, to, to can, and I still have green beans to this day, mm-hmm. just a couple of jars of what he had, because I can't, yeah. I can't use his last garden. And, you know, that's just a, um, a monumental thing to me. Mm-hmm. So I would go over to the cemetery and cry and string green beans. And uh, my mother got to the point that it was, Lisa, you got, you have to quit doing this. You've got to get yourself together. And pretty much I said, don't tell me what I need to do because, you know, nobody knows. So I am very angry, very bitter, Mm -hmm. um, very bitter. And so I asked God a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, why I did, why did you do this? And honestly, um, my answer did come. Um, and it is for me to help others. Um, we go through trials and tribulations and that's the path that God takes us down just to show us that you're strong and you can do this and you've been through it so you can help others with this. And I'm a firm believer that that's why, you know, that happened to me and other people have been saved because of it. Yeah. Um, you know, and have told me, you know, listen, I, you know, never thought at such a young age, I'd lose a friend of mine. And I just want you to know I'm in church now and I've been mm-hmm. saved and, you know, just because of Tim yeah. and amazing and, and wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And it, it I, I can remember, and still I think of it often, it makes you realize how important your marriage, your relationship with your spouse is, you know, don't take it for granted, put forth that little extra effort, you know, 
don't leave on a bad note. I mean, it's a, uh, it has, it has taught us a lot too. Just, you know, often when I see you out with the kids or whatever, and I think, gosh, I, I need to appreciate what I have, you know, not fuss over the little things or nitpick the little things, but appreciate the big picture of what we do have. So yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's always yeah, purpose my- in our pain. And I do believe you helping others get through it is certainly a, a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really believe that. And I um, I told a lady one time, and I won't mention her name, but mm-hmm. um, she was griping about her uh, husband and um, the fact that he didn't pick up his socks. I all the time have to go to the house and pick up his socks. And I said, just be thankful you can. That's right. Yeah. That's you right. Know, we take so much for granted and we take it every day. We take yes. every granted. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all good. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it's the little things and, and often the things that we quarrel about, we shouldn't mm-hmm. because we need to be thankful that mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. And that's in God, you know, we need to be thankful that we get to serve him. Yeah. You know, that's right. That we get to be disciples for him. Yeah. And, so you know, if it hadn't been for him and staying with me, um, you know, through all of that, although I rejected him mm-hmm. um, years, uh, I'd have never made it. Yeah. Uh, I would he's the only thing that pulled me through right where was the turning point when I'm sorry go ahead I interrupted you no 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 I'm sorry uh I said I had a, a lot of wonderful friends your sister yeah. being one that truly pulled me through mm-hmm. uh, that, that honestly done humanly what was necessary and what was possible mm-hmm. and uh, that's when we started card night and yeah. I know you know very mm-hmm. well um yeah. but um I had some wonderful friends that came over and and would we get together every weekend mm-hmm. and we would play cards and not only was that good for me but it was good for the kids Absolutely. because mm-hmm. children as well and of course we all would would get together and vacation together and mm-hmm. and it, it became a really large bond much more than they ever realized that it that it was for because that gave me something to look forward to that right. gave me something to you know the kids to do you know yeah. and it got to point that you know they had to have special clothes to play hide and seek and you know mm-hmm. it was it was really good for the kids and mm-hmm. we need not to we have a people have a habit of becoming more recluse mm-hmm. whenever something happens sure and lady right now that I'm trying to reach out to that I don't actually know um but I know she's going through a hard time and mm-hmm. she just lost her husband and she has some smaller kids and I've reached out to some of her family and they said, now's not a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, just you need, she needs space. She needs time. See, I, I'm a little different. I yeah. don't think you do. I mean, yes, I think everybody needs space, mm-hmm. but she may mm-hmm. be telling it, but she may not really need it. Exactly. And that's what the enemy wants to do is isolate us. He wants to remove us from those that are speaking truth, that have hope and that have encouragement and to have the shoulder that we need so no I agree I, a community is uh, you know there's a time where you need to be alone sure sitting in your bedroom a few minutes or hours in the evening but not every day not completely trying to navigate the hurt without anyone um, right. speaking truth into you yeah yeah for sure. yeah and like I said your your friends and your family are doing mm-hmm. what they think is best for you at the time mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying don't always and everybody's situation is so different yeah. you know they don't pain and they don't understand the anguish no they don't but if yeah. you've been there you know that if anybody will be truthful with themselves yeah that you do need people 
You yeah. need people in order to get over that hump as well yeah. as God. Yeah. When was the turning point or what did the turning point look like for you when you finally said, okay, God, let's get through this. Let's, uh, I'm, I'm mad, but let's get to the other side of it and be, be pals again. <laughs> what did that look like for you? Right. Um, well, like I said, it was a, about two years yeah. and honestly, it was the first of everything. Um, you know, the first of the birthday, first Christmas, the kid's first birthday, our anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, if I can just get through the first of everything, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually the second that was harder. The first, just realizing that it was there and, and he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, the second was the realization that he's not coming back. Yeah. You know, you drive by. So, I mean, that two year period, um, I went to church a few times, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I read a lot of books mm-hmm. um, on different topics, including how to help my kids, yeah. um, what to do for them. Um, they went in, they went to counseling and um, I was so blessed at the time, the counselor actually came into the school system. So right. they were actually be, you know, the counselor at the school. Um, they both didn't think they needed to. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure what they tell you even to this day, but it didn't hurt. Exactly. That's for sure. Right. Um, may not have helped. I'm not hundred percent sure of that, mm-hmm. but um, it definitely didn't hurt. Yeah. And if I had it to do again, mm-hmm. I myself, yes, but yeah. I was proud to say, oh, I got this under control. I can do this. Mm-hmm. So the, the turning point was, um, you know, I went back to church, got the kids back in church as well. And just being around the spirit of the Lord, you know, just being in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had that comment to say, it's going to be okay. It's, yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and there's people out there worse off than I. Yeah. So, you know, get your tush up and make yeah. the most, you know, yeah. and there were days, unfortunately, that um, Sierra would pack Timmy's lunch because yeah. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I, I just, Sierra knows that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to me realizes that, but the world doesn't realize that, yeah. you know, because I hit it. Yeah. And that, again, that's what I'm trying to reach out to people is don't hide it. Yeah. Don't hide it because it's going to take you that much longer to get over it. Do you ever get over it? Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely. Um, you just learn how to deal with it and mm-hmm. you learn, um, through God's grace, you know, just to be able to make the most of the situation and to help others. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know, isn't it funny? Because same way here with the two, I mean, you're familiar with the two major um, deaths in in our family, my dad and my nephew Mitchell. And uh, isn't it funny how we think like we're being strong and courageous by not letting anyone know that, man, we're hurting, we're crumbling. You know, we need help too. But it's funny people, I think anyways, and even people I know myself, I did it you think, oh, we're strong, put on that happy face, let's go, you know, we're gonna, we can't let people know, but inside you're just like, oh my gosh, I've never hurt like this, I've never, nothing has knocked the breath out out of me, you know, harder, I mean, I don't know, I hope too, that's one reason I want to do this podcast, is to let people know, A, they're not alone in what they're going through, and B, that there is hope, and C, we all need help, I mean, we all need help. So um, I just did a podcast with a a friend of mine and he's in recovery from a a long addiction. 
he's been clean for three years and he said you know some of the hardest words to say are i need help like help me i need help but there's no shame in that there is no shame at all when you're going through something that's bigger than you than what you can handle reach out for help a neighbor a friend a spouse anyone but it's crazy to hear you say that because i mean so many people do that from the outside they look fine and dandy but inside they're just a mess just crumbling yeah yeah absolutely well and yeah. often times and, and you know you get tired mm-hmm. or i do uh, of people saying you know i'm so sorry yeah. i'm so sorry yeah but you don't want to go out in public because that's what people say to you that's, you know what I'm right. yeah and, but they just care they and they do. don't know what mm-hmm. they don't know what else to say but yeah. at the same token go into the store and you're you're praying please don't let me know anybody please don't anybody talk to me please don't you know what i'm saying because you don't want all those emotions coming to the surface and everybody's seeing those yeah and it's okay it's yeah. okay if they do to the surface it, it, it's yeah not a problem right I mean, you know what I'm saying? people perceive it as such and yes yeah you know i'm trying i'm trying and wanting to help change that's right you know that Anna, that you know listen yeah. it's okay it's okay you know, to not be okay I, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. No problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Pick up. Yeah. You could have somebody at two o'clock in the morning that you can call and talk to, you know, mm-hmm. do it, you know, reach out. People need to reach out to one another. Mm-hmm. You need to be for one another. God wants us to share mm-hmm. our burden with yeah. He doesn't want us to carry him alone. Yeah. And, you know, people are, I don't, I don't know what the word is. You know, they just don't, they just don't see it. You know, yeah. we're just, so caught up sometimes in ourselves and our own lives mm-hmm. that don't want to feel like we're a burden, but yeah, we, yeah, we need that's to. Right. That's right. And I even had some friends, I'll give this little group a plug. Um, at first when, when uh, one of those experiences occurred, I didn't hear from any of them. And I thought, these are the people I thought I would be hearing from. And, and I didn't hear from them. I thought, well, I was mad. I mean, you know, you just get like, where were you when this happened? And it, it took a little while. It's probably about a year after Mitchell went on to heaven that, that really I talked to them or listened to what they had to say. And they were like, we're sorry. We didn't know what to do. You know, they really right. felt for us. And I know they were praying for me. They didn't know what to do and were so afraid to do the wrong thing. They did nothing. And now I'm like, I get it. Once you kind of get out of that cloud of grief, you're like, it's okay. I get it. You know, I understand. And I've been on the other side where just a terrible, you know, occurrence will happen. And I know I need to reach out, but I'm like, I don't know what to do or what to say. And yeah, sometimes, so I, you know, you got to give people a little grace, but indeed I would say just, I would rather do the wrong thing than nothing sometimes, you know, just, uh, just go for it. You know- it's bringing hustle and bustle and yes mm-hmm. yeah and then it comes to an end and everybody goes on about their life and you know three four weeks down the road you don't hear from anybody yeah, yeah. you know that's you now whether you just even if it's a card even mm-hmm. you know that's right save it for a month don't mm-hmm. send it for a month let people know that you're there that you care yeah because it is like you said it's the it's the long run of it and even some of the first majors like the big holidays that it was harder for me the first time I wanted to call one of them or I saw a hoodie that they left lay somewhere or my dad you know just funny things for me it was the little things that was harder than maybe the big dinners or big um milestones does that make sense I don't know 
probably the hardest thing for me, honestly, was the good things, not mm-hmm. the bad. That's right. Um, yeah. It it was him not being there to share. Yes. You know, situation of my kids. Uh-huh. You know, getting Even, their driver. And Timmy, you know, you know, well, Sierra too. Their basketball games. You know, right. championships, and yeah, it's those things. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the good things that are mm-hmm. sometimes to share that with somebody you know yeah. and like I said it's it's people will say you know hey just call me if you need anything yeah. but do they really want you to call and that's how you feel whether they you know and you have people out there that truly and genuinely mean that oh, for sure yeah you know but within you you're thinking mm, I don't want to bother anybody yeah you know yeah yeah so we would say to people and we would say it to ourselves as well and I still fall short in this, but you be the proactive one instead of putting it on the person that suffered the loss of you call me, you just go ahead and be proactive and call them once every few weeks or swing by or send a text. And there's a zillion emojis. Now you don't even have to have words. You can send a heart, you know, you can send anything just to let them know like, Hey, I'm thinking, I haven't forgot about you. And, and I know that, um, you know, you're, you're still hurting, but yeah. Yeah. How did it change like the dynamic of your home? Did you start working outside of the home? Um, I mean, how did all of that change? Um, well, it changed drastically. Um, yes. Yeah. I'll ha- selling home interior, of course. Yes. Uh, yeah. I would say probably gone at least three or four evenings a week. Mm-hmm. So Tim would watch the kids while I would do that in the evenings. So I never had another home interior show after that. I I quit um, right then and there because I knew, you know, I needed to be with the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So financially, you know, that was gone. Yeah. Uh, And of course, naturally um, I was doing real estate appraisals, Mm -hmm. um, had my own business, which I of course still do. Um, I didn't have the insurance. Tim carried the insurance. Boy, that's things we don't think about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so mm. I bought insurance. And so <clears throat> over 20 years ago, I was paying over $400 a month for a premium for the kids and I, and it wasn't good. It wasn't a good policy at that time. I was already doing a little bit of substitute work anyways, as an aide at the time. And then decided, well, you know, since I'm going to be on my own with this, I need to have a better schedule for the kids and I need insurance Yeah. and the system offered that. Yeah. So um, I went back to work instead of being kind of a at-home mom working when I wanted to, that I actually went to work every day with the kids. Yeah. So I was blessed. To have- oh yeah, for sure. Now, when you started in the school system, did you start at Glade where they were or did you start somewhere else? Um, actually, well, I was substituting as an aide, so therefore I was going to oh, okay. um, high school and to Glade. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had the opportunity to to go to Hacker Valley, mm-hmm. um, so I was substituting before Tim had had passed away. Yeah, um, and then um, they asked me to substitute as a secretary at Diana, so I was at oh. Diana for three months. Yeah, um, yeah. While um, a young lady was off. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on maternity leave. So I got to go over there. So mm-hmm. uh, June and David, Tim's mom and dad, of course, were yeah. instrumental in every way, shape and form. I mean, they, they were my heroes because they came to my rescue. They were wherever I needed them to be. That's they great. were. It, 
day, June is still, you know, such a part of my life. Yeah. You but, really wouldn't know from the outside looking in, you wouldn't know you weren't her daughter. You know, that's a compliment. Do that. So our dynamics changed tremendously. Yeah. Um, you know, it, nothing was the same. Nothing was the same. And of course the income wasn't the same either. And, you know, that's not something that I like to necessarily harp on or you need to put back some savings. I mean, yeah. the kids and I did and, and, you know, we've, we've made it fine. We haven't done without, right. but um, our income changed by almost $2,000 a month. And that yeah. was, and you feel that, yes. <laughs> the kids' social security too. Yeah. It was, you know, it, that was a hard thing sure and on it didn't, didn't plan. Right. So. So tell us how important it is to have that relationship still with your in-laws, you know, cause it, it could have went either way. You guys could have kind of separated some, but how important was it for you to keep that relationship and to keep your kids close with your in-laws, all of them, you know, so they know all of the family. Extremely, it, extremely. Mm -hmm. Of course, I always got along with them as well. Sorry. No, um, got, got along with them all through um they actually when we were dating mm -hmm. they would come to the house and pick me up now at that time i lived probably about 15 miles from them so if tim would have a, a football game and you know it might be in pocahontas county they would come to the house and pick me up take me mm -hmm. to the game and take me home afterwards yeah so they were all driving all those extra miles for me and we were just dating and it was it was just awesome i mean you know yeah. what i'm saying so, from the time that we become sweethearts, you know what I'm saying? Until we got married, they were just my mm -hmm. salvation in that sense of the word because they truly were just that good to me. Yeah. Um, straight into the family. Um, like I said, nothing changed. It was already all there. Yeah. And when um, Tim passed, we, um, I had a hard time going back to the house well, sure. um, because yeah. Tim would go to the, their home every evening um after he got off from work first and would help with the garden in the evenings mm. um you know get him wood or you know whatever his mom and dad needed assistance with not that they did at that time but he felt yeah. like they did mm -hmm. he wanted to so I had a hard time going because it was another one of those yeah you know grew up here you know how do I do this and um I just persevered I just said you know no this is going to be a part of my life and this is what I want yeah. and June um I got tickled several years ago someone asked her said well what if Lisa remarries and she said I'll be on the front row mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and so that's just the bond that we have you know she's she's just my second mother yeah. you know many a times when she was my first mother mm -hmm. and that's mine the fact that she was more available at the time she had right. retired mm -hmm. so she had a lot of time and and didn't mind to drive and, and go and do and was a sports enthusiast of which my yes. parents yeah yeah but, I'll, I'll i'll back that june does like sports <laughs> and i think she was fun to watch in the stands back in the day i did i thought it was a hoot but um yeah so did you all actually ever have a conversation after tim passed like hey we're we're staying in this together or did it just naturally occur? Just naturally occurred. That's great. Yeah. Just, that speaks of the relationship before the passing too. Yeah. 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 It was, um, yeah. It just had to do with, with the love that we have for one another, you know, before anything ever happened, mm -hmm. you know, and all the arrangements and things, you know, yes, you know, I'm supposed to be the one. No, you know, I included his whole family, you know, you come, I want you, what do you mm -hmm. think? What do you, how do you want to do? And 
just remained that way. Anything and everything that we'd done, it was a question, well, what do you think's best? What do you think, you know, and asking, you know, what do you need? How can we help out? You know, they were there for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You know, they were grieving too, the the loss of their son, but how you all came together. Now I might be, I don't know, I might be getting things mixed up. Is that when Todd, did Todd relocate here? Did they come back to Webster County around that time or shortly after? Um, it was around that time. Okay. Yes. They, I'm thinking that they were already back here when okay. it actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was good to have him. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, it is pretty amazing from the outside looking in how it all has worked out, but I want people to hear like it took work to get to this point. You know, it took you wrestling with God, so to speak. And it took you making yourself when you didn't want to get out of bed and say, we're going to do this. Let's go. You know, I mean, you had to get out and find a job. You, you know, you, it took work to get where you are today for sure. Do you have anything now? I don't want to go into like super detail because it's the kids. I mean, they're adults, they're kids to me always little Timmy Miller, you know, they'll always be kids to me, but what, how was it parenting a boy without a father figure in the home did other people just fill that void did I mean how did that work out and again you don't have to be specific we're not looking for anything deep that's super personal with them but just how did that work out actually I had two instrumental men um the step like one of course being David so when it came to hunting and fishing and doing all the Papa was there, you know, he came and, um, we cried together when Timmy got his first squirrel and I have a picture of, and and Timmy with his first squirrel that first year. And And that was probably healing for both of them. I mean, that, that they probably helped each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then with, uh, my uncle Ray, um, he, the other one, you know, I'm saying that they would both try to help him, you know, and with him that I necessarily didn't have an interest in. Mm-hmm. So about it. Yeah. Um it's the same thing with sporting events, you know, of yeah. course Uncle Roll yeah. uh, well and and um of course Todd, you know, he he was yes. he was awesome. Timmy um wouldn't play a sport if he didn't have something of his dad's on. And a lot of people don't know that. That's but, I didn't know that. Lordy yeah. I've watched him for years. Oh wow. Yeah, he, play a sporting event unless he had something of his dad's on so he wore um and at the time they had like i call them the little half tops but yes you know they're the the short ones that the guys practice in and tim had one and timmy would wear that underneath his uniform in little league and that is precious i didn't know that yeah yeah he didn't have that he had his socks on yeah, it was one one or the other that he had, and he had to wear, and he done that for several years yeah. until they. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd say yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So he couldn't wear them anymore, but yeah, he had to have something of his dad's on because that was just kind of what he needed to do. Absolutely. And yeah. Then in retirement, dad's number at the high school, um, Tim wouldn't wear number seven when he became a freshman. The coach gave him the number seven uniform, and he said no. He said, I, I don't want that. And he refused the first three years to wear his dad's number because he didn't think he deserved it. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then in your year, I said, Tim, I, I really think this is the year that, you know, you, you need to do this in remembrance yeah. of your dad and let's, you know, go forward from there. Yeah. And uh, so we had a long conversation and he battled with it. Sure. Um, but, you know, but he did his senior year then go ahead and, and wear his dad's number. Yeah. So, you know, I think if um, it hadn't been for those three men and, and like I said, especially, you know, David and, and yeah. Uncle Ray, you just got to reach out to somebody. That's right. You know, That's right. Yeah. That they can talk to that, you know, they feel is on their level and not a female. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I'm sure for Sierra, in a in a different way, it was difficult as well. You know, you miss is your daddy seeing you ready for the prom, or she's very athletic too. I mean, you know, cheering her on from the stands, and um, I'm sure in its in its own way, it was difficult for her not having dad there for those significant moments too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but um, I will say, just knowing your kids, um, they're they're both fine adults. You know, no one's perfect. Trust me, I'm learning that with three adult children. <laughs> None of us are perfect, but um, you know, they're Timmy never fails to give us a hug. Never, it, even my mom when he's you know, I mean, she's not out a whole lot now, but when she was before, Mrs. Weese, you know, give him a hug. I mean they have very good hearts and that speaks volumes, I think of, of you and Tim for sure. And the other people that influenced them as they were growing up. So yeah, thank you. No, that's, that's true. Um, and Sierra, she's tons of fun. She's just a hoot. You know, she's, she is, she's a good time. Yeah, but you just don't live with her. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh gosh. So what would you, I know that there's a, a lot of things you know, the details of things and a lot of things maybe we didn't touch on, but now here you are, what, 24 years out, I think. Mm -hmm. Gosh, social workers don't do math. I don't know. What are, what would you tell people? What do you want people to know now, 25 or 24 years out from this occurrence about anything about grief, about parenting, um, how you go on? What do you want to share with people? You know, the biggest thing I want to share is, again, that you're not alone and and don't hide that. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing that Absolutely. I can say. Mm-hmm. You need to have your faith in the Lord and um, he will get you through this and he yeah. will put the right people in your life to help you to get through that, to help you guide and to help with those burdens that you mm-hmm. actually have. In you. And yeah. um, not be afraid to call on someone. Um, you know, I, I just I keep saying it time and time again. Um you can't be everywhere and the anxiety that your children, um, if it is a children's situation, um, you can't fret over those kind of things. Um, never forget, you know, one time I was 10 minutes late picking up, um, Tim from practice and he had it basically a nervous breakdown because something was happening to me. So, talk to your kids, you know, talk to your spouse, you know what I'm saying? And enjoy every moment, whether it's good or bad, it's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. I know what the reason is, but it is, it's either a a learning lesson for me, for you, something to make you stronger, Mm -hmm. um, something to help you to understand, you know, something you do, the knowledge and um, just, you know, have faith in God. He'll bring you through it. He'll bring you through. For sure. For sure. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. And 
I think it's real important communication, communication too. You're right. Talk to your kids, let them know they can talk to you. It, like you said, if kids are involved, if it is, you know, that type of situation. And that's something we, we messed up on really uh, with both with my, my dad's death and with Mitchell's. And if, if I could change something, it would be that, that we talked more openly about feelings and knew that it was okay to cry and acknowledge, you know, their life. And yeah, so I I appreciate you saying that for sure. Yeah. I really am really glad that you agreed to do this so much. Now on a lighter note, if you had the, the introduction to this podcast, I say, everyone has a story. We learn from each other. Sometimes we learn what to do. Sometimes we learn what not to do. So something fun that you would encourage people to do. That's what we'll leave on. Uh, something fun, honestly. Laugh about the good times. Mm-hmm. Um, laughter. The, the more that you tell your story, no matter what it is, the easier it comes. Mm-hmm. And laugh about the good times you've had, you yeah. know. And, and, you know, Tim used to drive um, what was called bus number nine. And it was a blue truck and it had a number nine on the back of it. Really? And yeah. It it did and the guys will call his friends will call it bus number nine bus number nine hit one of the buses one day i'm just saying (laughs) laugh about those things now because you know it was a reality you know Mm -hmm. hey you know laughter is what got us um got us through yeah you've got good yeah so just just remember the good times and the funny times and and forget all the rest yeah you know i agree with that and uh I would say you might say to travel. You guys are little travelers. I love it. I love what looking at your pictures and just I'm traveling like right along with you on Facebook. I love it. It's fun. So keep doing that. And um, yeah, you make the world better, Lisa Miller. And that's not I'm not saying that lightly. It's the truth. Wherever you oh. are, you make it better. You do. Oh, it's well, true. thank you. That's that's well, not just words. And I don't throw them out there <laughs> real easily. Oh. That's true. You're so sweet. Well, talking talking about um, traveling, of course, I'm getting ready to go to Paris, but in a somber note, um, but yet in a good note, Mm -hmm. I'm taking Sheila with me. Um, Sheila Hollinsworth, of course, passed away um, a few years ago, and that was another difficult trial for me because a dear, dear friend, and she had promised her about five years ago that I would go to Paris with her. Because she has family over there. So I am taking the last school picture that she had taken with me to Paris and look for it on Facebook because she's going to be in the Eiffel Tower with me because I plan to hold true to my yes. uh, state and what I told her that I would do. So unfortunately, she's not here to see that, but I got permission from her family yeah. um, to be able to share it and know that it's going to be on Facebook and mm-hmm. He's going to be with me. That's right. So. She'll be cheering you on from heaven. I mean, she'll be huh? loving that. She'll be loving that. Yeah, that it was will. another very similar situation really to your all's in that unexpectedly the three kids and and she and Randy, they were a, a beautiful couple. But yeah, I think that's awesome of you to do that. That is, she'll love that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I think we need, I think we need to remember mm-hmm. those that, that have left. That's right. And so we don't, Yeah, you know, right. for and not tooting my own horn, but one other thing that I'll, I'll say is um, every year for Memorial Day, um, Tim visited three graves and they were three people 
that um, were in his life. Um, one being a, a neighbor, uh, one being a um, person that he had lost, um, as which was a schoolmate. You know what I'm saying? And anyways, I go back and still put flowers on those graves for him yeah. in memory of um, and one of those graves, nobody ever visits every year when I go, back, my flowers are still, but nobody else's is. Mm -hmm. So even though they're not here on this earth, mm -hmm. remember them, keep their yeah. memories alive for whatever purpose, it, you know what I'm saying? For me, that's just something that I do in honor of Tim. Well, he does, thought enough, yeah. I, I thought him yeah. to do that for him. And it does honor Tim's memory very much so. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. It's a it's it's good to remember them. It's it's not like they they didn't exist. They're still here. I love it to this day when people bring up my dad or tell me a silly story or you know whatnot. So yeah, that's good. I'm glad you said that. That's good. All right, I will let you go. I appreciate your time so much. If you think of anything else you want to add, we can connect again and we can do it. If any of the listeners or viewers are in a in a pickle and having some trouble with grief, if you can reach out to Lisa or myself and I can get you in contact with her because um, you're not alone in it. Don't ever think that you're alone. There are people that want to walk through it with you and love on you and encourage you. And even when it's hard, God is still there. Even when it hurts and you're confused and you're mad and you blame him, it's his strength and his grace that's getting you through your next breath each and every time so all right thanks lisa now you have a good time over there don't you meet a <laughs> man and stay over there you never know okay, <laughs> i'm all for it no way. <laughs> that's right is sharon going with you both of them yeah, yeah. that are going yes yeah, so. i love it. i love those groups that's fun yeah all yeah. right well you have a great time and again i appreciate you logging on and doing this with me thank you so much um, thank you thank you right. i love you thank you for joining us today please remember folks we are all in this thing called life together we may be in different parts of our story but maybe just maybe by hearing from others we will be reminded we aren't alone if you are enjoying this podcast please give it a follow and please feel free to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to it this helps others find the podcast, and it sure makes my heart happy. You can also find me on YouTube at Maxetta Gad with new episodes each Wednesday. Let's do it again next week. <laughs>